Welcome to Life from the Well. We're here to share our perspectives with stories from the service industry. I'm your bartender, Joey. And I'm your barback, Peter. I'll keep the ice full. This episode from Life from the Well is fueled by the great beer from Iron Horse Brewery. Welcome back, everybody, to Life from the Well, where the stories are hot and the drinks are cold. Today, we have an awesome guest all the way from Oahu, Peter Dwayne. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing, Pete? Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks, guys. Great to see you. I haven't seen you guys in forever, and hey, here you are. Here no, 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 here I am. you are. Mm-hmm. And wherever you go. That's where you are. You're there. <laughs> Welcome, Pete. Uh, let's start with a shot. Yeah. You're on the show, and we always forget to do this in the very beginning. So today we're doing it right now. Ting, ting, bling, bling. Wait, wait. Get, get the picture. Oh, hey. Oh. The den mother. Look, Joey's in <laughs> This is, this is all documented like for this, this um, our probation officers. Oh, it's good. It's a, it's, a, it's a yummy one, so you don't. Yeah. You can shoot it or sit on it. Mm. Mm. Tasty. I like the dribble. Oh, that's nice. So let me get you, Joey. Here. That's so hot. <laughs> Here, let me get that for you. No, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> so, a little background for all of you listening. I got it. Today. I got it. That's why we have towels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our guest, Peter Duane, is an old friend of ours, Joey and I. Uh, <laughs> if we, you hadn't guessed, we know Pete. We know Pete. <laughs> we used to work with Peter. Does anybody a, really know Pete? <laughs> at a hotel down in SeaTac. Oh my God, the story is just from that place alone. Yeah. Dude, okay, first of all, my favorite story about you. Uh. I, 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 know, I know, I know. But my favorite story is whenever somebody would come up. So, what, what was your. You were a setup guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so you go into rooms and set up everything and you put know, together all the event, yeah. uh, event venues. Yeah. And then, so somebody. He's the guy with the muscles that moves all the heavy stuff around. <laughs> I'm walking. Yeah. I'm walking around, uh, like getting shit ready for the bar or whatever. And I see Peter. He's walking through the um, uh, the reflections gallery up there. And he, this guy comes out of one of the rooms and he goes, oh, "Excuse me, can uh, can I get some help with the uh, AV system in here?" And Peter goes, "Yeah, well, I'll go get you a dustpan." <laughs> and you just walked away. <laughs> the guy, the guy, literally just stared Stop at you like, right in his tracks. Dustpan. Yeah, that um. I can't take full credit for that. I used to work with this uh, older gentleman. Uh, shout out to Larry. Huh. I don't know if he'd ever be listening to What's this. Up, but, um, love you, brother. Anyway, uh, that was his random reply for anybody <laughs> who asked him a question that he either had no answer or a solution to. Um, in fact, I th- we were, used to work at Sprint together, and um, so, some lady came up to him and said, uh, you know, I, I stepped on gum outside in the front of your um, store, and uh, you really should do something about that. And Larry looked her dead in the eye and said, well, hang on, I'll get you a dustpan and walked right <laughs> off the floor. And she stood there for three minutes trying to think, hey, is that an actual solution? <laughs> is that going to get the gum is on my getting foot? a dustpan? And what the hell's it got to do with gum on my shoe? <laughs> but yeah, I just, I thought that was so funny. I damn near shit my pants when I said that. I just, just carried it on, you know? That's a pretty good automatic response. Yeah. And it just applies to everything. So much so. Sir, your car's on fire. I'll get you uh, a dustpan. I'll right back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway from the well from the well i love it awesome yeah. well um so let's let's rewind the table a little bit okay. um 
how long have you been in this wonderful industry of ours? Would you say? I, I don't mean to out you. You don't have to say the full amount of years if you don't want to. No, I can. So I'm 50, <laughs> which means I'm dirt. Um. Do you like? <laughs> wait. Do you like to kick, stretch, and kick? I'm 50. That's the old. My name is Sally O'Malley. Sally. I'm 50 years old and I like to stretch. Stretch? Kick? <laughs> I like to kick. I feel like I totally missed a step here. But that was an SNL it's, character. It's an SNL. Oh, okay, okay. It's, uh, um, yeah. No, I, my first. Uh, Molly Shannon. First restaurant job. Um, I was a utility cleaner, maintenance, busser, wear washer. Uh, you guys are probably not old enough to even know who this guy is, but uh, uh, Victor Rosalini. If mm. you guys ever go over the 520 bridge, you might notice a little sign that says Governor Rosalini uh, Memorial Bridge. Okay. Well, Governor uh, Rosalini was Victor's brother. Uh, Victor was the first um, true, I should say, fine dining restaurant tour in downtown Seattle. Mm. And he had a place called Rosalini's 410, which was a, it was a cornerstone for fine dining in downtown Seattle for the longest. It's where the Belltown area is now. I think mm. it was, I want to say it was first in battery or something like that. Yeah, nice. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, he was a character in himself and, uh, a buddy of mine was the assistant manager there and he had his whole little, I guess his little mafia working there, all his friends and stuff. And I was one of them, his brothers, a bunch of guys we went to high school with. And Victor was this old school, uh, Italian guy who, and this is no bullshit. He, he talked just like this, and uh, he, he stammered just about everything he wanted to tell you. Excuse me. Uh, uh, uh. And so Peter, he's a pretty big guy. He'd yeah. look at him and go, uh, Peter, uh, hey, Tiny, come here. I just got a few things for you to say. <laughs> and um, he was really old school Italian. I don't know if he saw very well or just didn't give a shit, but um, I can say shit, right? No, oh, yeah, oh, that's right. Swear away. We're bartenders. Right this, is our, this is our world. <laughs> But um, he, I guess he, he wasn't really sure what I was, um, and by what I mean, I guess ethnically, sure. he wasn't sure. Uh-huh. And uh, I, re- <laughs> I remember I had, I had just I had just, fin- <laughs> I had just finished um, running dishes and wares and stuff like that. And my buddy Greg, who was the manager, he's like, oh, are, you, "Are you all done?" And I said, "Yeah." Goes, well, you, you got to milk the clock a little bit longer. You got about you know two more hours. I want to make sure you get paid for a full day. Uh, I know, why don't you go outside and wash Victor's car? That's a good way to kill some time. And Victor had this, it was an Oldsmobile 98, just, I mean, ancient. There was nothing special about it at all, except the license plate said Dyn 410. That was the only thing I think that had any value in that car. So I got my... Personalized license plate. Yeah, (laughs) personalized license plate, that was it. And I got a bucket and some rags and stuff, and I went out there and had the hose all set up, and I see Victor peeking around the corner from the loading dock all all shifting everything, and I can hear him muttering something to Greg. And Greg comes out, he's got this sheepish look on his face, and he's like, um, scratch the, uh, scratch the car wash thing. And I go, why? He goes, uh, just maybe go clean the loading dock or something. I'm looking at him like, why? What the, what the fuck's wrong? <laughs> and he goes, uh, Victor doesn't want you near his car. So right away, there's, there's got to be something funny about this. And I Greg, what the fuck's, seriously, what's going on? And so Greg, without even missing a beat, shifts into Victor's voice and he goes, Victor was also, I mean, Greg was also a tall guy too. He was six foot eight. <laughs> uh, Victor came up to me and he said, uh, 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 Tiny, um, 
I, I don't want that black kid anywhere near my car. <laughs> so apparently I was black. Um, yeah, different times back yeah. in the 80s and right. even more so when I guess in the 40s and 50s when he uh, was coming up. But yeah. <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> yeah, that was your first experience. Yeah, that was my first experience. First um, job in the yeah, service industry. Um, oh, man. But I was kind of like, I guess, a jack of all whatever they could find for me to do there. Mm-hmm. And, but it was it was fun. Victor later on um, ended up being really nice to me, and he found out my dad was a school teacher, and that was very interesting to him. And he'd come up and talk to me. And, hey, how are you? How are you today, son? And before I could even answer, oh, I'm doing fine. Yeah, it's great. Fine, fine. Good. <laughs> yeah, work hard. Okay. And just walk away. But, yeah, he was he was a good guy just from a different era. Sure. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Those old, those old salts that – built seattle yeah yeah rest in peace victor yeah yeah i worked in alaska a little bit um in a couple of restaurants um what took you up to alaska uh chasing some tail was it an airplane or a boat it was a actually it was a boat (laughs) funny you should ask i took the last uh alaska ferry run out of seattle before they moved to Birmingham. yeah oh wow nice but yeah what did you say interrupt you he said he was chasing a boat. I said she was that big, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she was so much fun, though. <laughs> That's horrible. Guys, yeah. stop it. Let me see your steerage. Um, <clears throat> no. No, but I, I worked at a boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so... We've got a few years in the industry. Yeah. Uh, you've been around a little while. Uh, so you started just kind of doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what got you kind of hooked to where you were like, this is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to. I, You know, I wasn't hooked for a long time. I did the mm-hmm. whole uh, bar and restaurant thing as a means to get my, my college tuition paid for. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I swore to myself when I finished at Seattle, I'll never fucking go back to this industry. God damn it. If I ever have to sling a drink or check an ID again, I swear to God, I'll fucking hang myself from the rafters. So <clears throat> I, uh, I moved to Hawaii literally the day after I got my diploma at Seattle U. And I thought I was just going to stay there and goof off for a year and, you know, be a, a lazy bum. Mm-hmm. And I got a I got a real job a real job with, uh, <laughs> quite, quite. with GTU Wireless back when um, uh, cellular cellular uh, communications was just taking off. Mm-hmm. Made a bunch of money doing that, and then um, did you have a sweet pager? No, I actually had one of those pretty good sized phones. You know, oh the bricks, <laughs> yeah, 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 nice. And then I uh, you're a fancy guy. I was really fancy back then. Let me tell you. Um, but then <laughs> were it, you driving around in a convertible, holding that brick up to your? Ear? Oh yeah, yeah. A LeBaron. Window side of the uh, car, driving down the street. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all that radiation. Cellular phone guys. Yeah. yeah, that's why one ear has been you know altered a few times. <laughs> Plastic surgery. Um, but then, it's uh, cauliflower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on the wrestling. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and then um, do you guys remember Voice Stream Wireless, which mm-hmm. is I guess yeah. now T-Mobile. Yeah, well, I got recruited by a voice stream. Oh, was there, the peace sign was yeah, there. Was there right. like logo? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Voice stream. Voice stream. Voice stream. <laughs> uh, yeah, the peace sign. Yeah, that's what that was. Yeah, a little subliminal um, communications. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I got so I got recruited to them and uh, worked for a couple years with them and made a whole bunch of money doing very little and got this great idea to buy a bar mm. <laughs> so i bought my first place in honolulu in 1998 
believe. Yeah, it was called Mangoes. And that was, um, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I have a hard time remembering a lot of the stuff that happened there just because, well, you know, I was drinking a lot. <clears throat> <laughs> that was part of the fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember it being a lot of fun. There's there's some pictures that I can't really uh, remember <laughs> taking. Remember but that. <laughs> who was that person? And, but You uh, were there, though. Yeah, I was there. There's evidence. I heard it was a really good place. No. Who's that? And how they get the camera under there. That's the weirdest thing. No. Um, uh, we actually, uh, we, were in, we were in Playboy magazine in 19, uh, it was November 1999. <clears throat> They used to do this uh, little feature thing called the Campus Buzz, and they had, like, you know, best uh, campus this, campus that. And I was right on the campus of Hawaii Pacific University. Nice. So we were second on the list for um, campus bars, nice. which is kind of cool. This little teeny tiny one-line mangoes, Hawaii Pacific University. That was pretty cool. Yeah, which, of course, I had to blow up to, you know, this big yeah. frame. <laughs> Look at me, guys. I'm in Playboy magazine. Woo. <laughs> Centerfold. Yeah. Who the hell put you in there? <laughs> Were you tucking it back? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's quick. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I love no, I know. Every, every joke. you on the damn show. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has a quick wit. Mm-hmm. Always on the jokes. Thank you. Yeah. The, oh. few, the few brain cells I have left still kind of work, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Oh, they spend all their, all their energy looking for punchlines? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I've exhausted all of them. Oh, shit. I, what, the, one of the things I love about you is, is like, so when I used to bartend um, at the hotel with Joey, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, you and Bruce would always fuck with me always mess with me and I was just like god these guys hate me so much <laughs> and then you both left to go open up Palhana uh-huh. and then like a couple months go by and, you, and both of you show up at the bar and you're like hey Pete what's up and I'm like oh god these assholes <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are both like, hey, you should totally come to the bar. And I'm like, why the fuck would I go to your bar? You guys are so mean to me. You guys hate me. And you guys just looked at each other and like, we don't hate you, man. We love you. We're like, I, know, we I was, I was, like I was you, always kind of confused by how you got that, that impression. Because you guys did I fuck always, with you that much? You fucked with me a lot. Mm-hmm. But that was the thing. Okay. It was like, it was kind of like a, a pivotal moment for me um, with a lot of shit. Because it was like, they're fucking with me. Because they like me. If they didn't like me, they wouldn't talk to me. And that's what Man, you guys. True story. That's I'm glad you guys came around because right? we would not be friends if you didn't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Totally. Right. And so I was just like, I like this philosophy. <laughs> that's how my dad raised me. Yeah. Well, yeah I, <laughs> I tell that to people at my job. If like, I can make you like, cry with you always, my words. You're always you know making I love fun you. of people. What's up? And I'm like, if if I don't make fun of you, that's when you need to yeah. worry. Mm. He got real quiet. Did I do something wrong? Yes. Is it my breath? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had my a couple of... You and I actually had a couple of funny moments at Cedarbrook, though. I remember... Um, so we had that... Can, can, we, can I go ahead and say specific names just to be funny? Yeah, we'll just bleep mm. shit out. Okay. But, <clears throat> well, his initials were... <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that guy. You can say his name all you want. <laughs> The director of food and beverage. No, the culinary director. No, the, was executive that he was? the executive culinary, culinary director. director. This is a made up ass title for a made up ass person. Colonoscopy director. No. <laughs> that guy was such a piece of work. Holy shit. Okay, where do I start with him? There, oh, there's like two and a half hours worth of stories right Seriously, here. Seriously, I've been re- I've been resistant to say anything about him. He's like a he's like this like white heat in the back of my head. Okay, I'm so like, this don't is- talk about. Well, we'll spend 10, 15 minutes on therapy okay. here just getting out cool, cool. Let's okay. get it. Let's get it. Yeah. So, 
You talk about a guy who is so fucking anal retentive, but just self-serving anal retentive. Mm-hmm. I, oh. Only self-serving. He wouldn't even serve the restaurant. It was just him. Yeah. It was the <laughs> when he was there. Just the whole way he... <laughs> God, I wish I had a nice long cord on here so I could just go do my whole routine around the room here. But... um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kelly, let's get him mic'd. Yeah, <laughs> we do have a we do have a. Have you got a wireless la- wireless laugh? No, just kidding. So anyway, we have um, a lapel mic we can put on. You can oh, just... Jesus. Well, um, <laughs> I'll try to do some of this sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a stretch, though. Uh, um, <clears throat> so I, I'd be uh, I'd be down in the um, uh, the supplier, you know, the basement where all the yeah. setup shit was, and yeah. I think we were moving bars upstairs to do an event. Remember, and. Uh, uh, we were we were pushing stuff around, and I'd walk through, and this guy, he was like, "Guys, please be careful with all the equipment. Uh, you know, the stuff is expensive. The walls have been painted and repainted over and over again. Blah 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 blah." And Peter and I are looking at each other like, "Fuck this guy, whatever." So as soon as he walks out, I start pushing the um, porta bar down the hallway, and I go, "Pete, jump on!" Pete jumps on, and we're. S- we're fucking doing 30 miles an hour down the hallway on this porta bar. And what was the cl- that little clown's name uh, who worked there? That he was the uh, he was like the head server for a while. Um, Captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looked over and he saw us and he was like, "Oh, d- d- yes, it was." <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and all we could do was look at him and say, "Get out of the way." <laughs> Is such a rule follower. Oh, man. Yeah, is such a rule follower. Yeah, I think Hell, I wonder why. Oh, stop! Don't talk shit about. I think you might listen to this. Hi. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, no, we kidding. can we can edit and uh, mm-hmm. out all the names anyway. That's cool. We're gonna have to anyway. Legally speaking. No, that's a cool name actually. How about fuck d- that guy? Douchebag one and two. Douchebag one being Roy. DB one, DB two. Yeah, yeah. DB one, okay. DB two. Here we go. <laughs> so DB one. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, we remember we were still kind of they were doing that transition to set up the uh, the, the actual restaurant area mm-hmm. in the in the what was it the what do they call it the copper leaf copper leaf restaurant but it was a the stuffed mushroom at the time the stuffed, stuffed mush mushroom. stuffed <laughs> mush remember the stuffed mush do you guys remember how I gave my notice we'll get back to that in a second <laughs> I do, do you remember? actually I think I was working I was actually working the day that you and Bruce gave your notice yeah <laughs> that morning well, Bruce gave his notice I think the that afternoon yeah i was working that morning and i worked that I, night too I, forget. <laughs> I forgave him though simon came up to me and he's like hey um simon was cool i like simon, simon yeah. Twiz, he's like hey um so bruce quit um can you close <laughs> and i was like i opened and he's like yeah, yeah i'm surprise. sorry i'll buy you dinner i was like all right <laughs> i got a free steak out of it so it's cool oh mine was even better though hang on we'll get back to that but yeah, just Love you, Bruce. shout out to bruce shout out to simon <laughs> So we remember we'd always have to like move stuff out of the uh, the, <clears throat> the banquet dining area. Yeah, we had to set up move it out of the stuffed mushroom into the, yeah. in front of the fireplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So do you remember that time he came out to me and he goes, "Okay, so I'm envisioning Pacific Northwest rustic, Peter. Do you have the eye?" Oh my god! And I go, "I'm sorry, the what? Mm-hmm. You know the eye. <laughs> if you were to." Look at this room. I forgot about that. Do you have the eye to set all up? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? The eye. You know, the eye. I, I guess he was, you know, pushing towards the, you know, the queer eye for the straight guy, you know, good design, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But 
what a fucking strange way to ask me anything, you know? It's like, yeah. It's so a, Peter and I took it to He's a weird the, fella, man. Yeah. Well, so I, after that, I, I, I go and tell Peter this, and he's dying. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. So from then on, Peter would come up to the whatever venue I was setting up, sneak up behind me and grab me by the hand and go, walk with me, Peter, and tell me. Do you have the eye? <laughs> I think I remember hearing that, actually. Yeah, that was it's ongoing for like a good six months, I think. Oh, easily, yeah. easily. Well, I mean, he literally did like come up and like grabbed your, your elbow or whatever. He put and his he, like, arm around my waist. Oh, mm, that's weird. Do you have the eye? That's too much touching. Oh, God, it's like, ah. Oh, uh, <laughs> Peter, come with me. Yeah. No, no boss should ever wrap their arm around come any with of me, their yeah. employees' waist. And, and disclaimer, I have nothing against anybody's lifestyle choices, decisions, and or whatever. It's no, I mean, totally it's, cool, but... He, he's just, he was just one... Like, he was he's, just a fucking weirdo, period. Well, I, he, yeah, he, his, he's just a strange... A strange Self-serving, cat. like... Odd bird. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's there's some, some, some something in there that just doesn't... Yeah. Well, fast forward to the day I quit. <laughs> um, it was I, it was it was kind of funny how I planned it all out. I had been looking at the BEOs. I knew it exactly when the most busy day was going to be, mm-hmm. and I had that <laughs> stupid <laughs> meeting, stupid meeting with the damn uh, department heads. Every, was it Tuesdays and Thursdays we did that? Tuesdays or? and Thursdays. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was a Thursday. The BEO meetings. Yeah, the BEO meetings. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and listened. To talk about okay this needs to be done this needs to be done and blah 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 blah. and i'm so disappointed that we ordered these chairs not these chairs peter i think you should just you know forget about these chairs go down to our storage and get these chairs blah 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 blah. went on and on and on and i sat there and looked him in the eye and acted like i was taking notes in such great detail Uh uh-huh right okay yeah yeah he loved that though because you're so attentive uh (laughs) and uh I think we had like five events <clears throat> that need that needed to be set up in less than four hours or something mm. like that. And I sat there and he goes, "Okay, well, so let's go ahead and break for the meeting." Um, Peter, you've got a lot to get going on, so um, I suggest you uh, get going. By the way, congratulations! Didn't your wife just have a baby? And I said, "Yeah, that was last week, actually. Wasn't it like thirteen or fourteen pounds or something like that?" And I looked at him and I was like. <laughs> Such a jackass. Why, why would you even say something stupid like that? Right. Like it was seven pounds, 11 ounces, but thanks. <laughs> and uh, and I, I just, I, so I said, okay, all right. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go start to work on this. Now. You have a great day. And I went right to the office and I, I said, I hate to do this to you guys, but I quit. Mm. And she's got this big smile on her face. She goes, <laughs> I had a feeling it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> You, did you mean you, you like quit right now immediately, or, like, <laughs> or you're are you planning give, on or are you giving your notice? And I said, yes, and yes, I'm giving my notice, and I'm leaving now and not coming back. And she goes, Peter, I love you. You've been awesome here, and I, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love. Her. She's not still there, is she? Yeah. yeah oh, she is. There. Oh, God, help her. God bless her. Yeah. Is she still there? He is now. He's the, like the culinary like, director, executive of... director for the entire company of food and beverage. Somehow he's bullshitted his way into another fake and fake job. Well, I mean, it's an actual t- it's an actual job, but you know, he. Like, well, it was a it was a fake one earlier, and now he got him. He, he gave himself a fake title to get himself a real title later. Ah, so he's like just he, so he can he buff up his resume. To, uh, travels to all of the properties, and he like. Annoys the shit out of people yeah, from coast yeah. to coast, basically. Yeah, right on. <laughs> That's right. awesome. He's going to ruin my day. So, okay, so you left. 
Don't let him. That means he's winning. He's still winning. <laughs> I'm still thinking about that. So, so you left the hotel and you did what? Uh, opened a little uh, Hawaiian bar and restaurant on Capitol Hill called Pauhana. How was that? It was also an interesting experience. So much fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. There was a bunch of fun there. Um, oh, we we had a lot of fun. There. Yeah, the shenanigans. My God. Yeah. Sorry um, about that railing, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think I ended up just removing it. Yeah, yeah it was stupid yeah. that that was even in there to begin with. It was kind of a tight squeeze. Yeah, yeah. So which did, which made like, which made wrestling in the bar very yeah. difficult. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Didn't we wrestle that thing to yeah. the ground? That's yeah. You and I broke it. You and I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was god. It was Joey and we Peter got wrestling. Into so many play. I mean, I say play fights because we weren't mad at each other. Right, we, right, right. <laughs> Nobody we was were, angry, but property was destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes were bruised. Eyes bruised. Fingers were broken. Yeah. No feelings were hurt, though. So it was we were all elbows, laughing the whole time. Elbows, yeah. elbows were ruined. <laughs> Every once in a while, someone would go, ah, 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 ah. Oh, stop like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Just kidding. Ah, gotcha. No. <laughs> Fuck. Bruce, like, damn near ripped my arm off. I remember doing, yeah. um, I remember one time <laughs> in that bar, uh, we had a funnel and a hose. <laughs> we were doing beer bongs in the bar. Didn't I bring right. that in? Like, I think you yeah, might have brought you, it yeah, in. It was like it was like a double hose beer. And bong. I was yeah. standing up on the bar, pouring the beer in, and Bruce gave me a bottle of whiskey. Dumped the bottle out and started pouring whiskey in it. <laughs> the two people were. I mean, it's, I was like, it was probably a good. Was that it was a good mouthful of whiskey? But hmm? that, that I think that, that was the Halloween was party. Halloween yeah. party. Yeah. Hey, shout out to the Washington Liquor Control Board. I hope yeah. you guys are listening. <laughs> yeah, that place doesn't exist anymore. Nice try finding it. <laughs> R.I.P. Shout yeah. out to Palhana. Yeah, that, that was an awesome. I loved fucking. You guys that had was all the UFC fights. It was like every night. Yeah. So yeah, we were bootlegging all the. I mean, we were um, talking about the uh, UFC fights. All yeah, the we time would. There. <laughs> we would discuss fighting there a lot. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a lot. Of, that was a good time to keep keep up with the fight scene. Had some weird growing pains there, though. We had um, yeah, we took uh, what's his name from Cedar mm-hmm. Rook and had him the. DB3 run the kitchen yeah no yeah DB3 <laughs> run the kitchen and damn near ran it right into the ground mm-hmm. but yeah um th- that was kind of a it was a tough situation for me because I had literally my wife had just delivered my my daughter mm-hmm. so I couldn't spend a lot of time there for the I want to say it was the first 6 or 7 months yeah and well I mean you just left you had you had her a week before you left yeah and then we opened <laughs> so then you like, opened like yeah, right after right that. after yeah. yeah and um yeah so I I didn't pay I should have really paid a lot more attention to the kitchen and he seemed to have his own take on how he wanted to do things and yeah next thing you know my food cost was through the roof and the food wasn't tasting anything near like Hawaiian food and well like half the shit like he would make all a shit ton of food on like Saturday or it's like Sunday or Monday and yeah. then would use it for the rest of the week and half the time like Friday and Saturday was like bad <laughs> Well, yeah, he he was lazy, so he wouldn't make he wouldn't do fried rice made to order. He'd make like a huge pan of it, and then and just scoop, just scoop it and reheat it, and it was black by Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> just, oh, yeah, it was it was bad. So I I ended up going back. I mean, I hadn't worked in a kitchen in forever, and I ended up going back into the kitchen full time after I canned him, mm. and so we, we actually climbed back up out of the weeds. But then we had a really horrible landlord there. Yeah, oh, and yeah. we got to the end of our lease, and he was like, "Yeah, so you guys want to renew your lease?" And I was like, "Well, let's just kind of go down a checklist of things, you jackhole. <laughs> let's see the uh, 
tenant upstairs had a water leak, which made the hallway ceiling sag down about two and a half feet. So you literally had to duck to walk through the hallway. And, oh, and it took you, what, a month and a half to even get around to looking at it. Um, let's see, what else? Um, the uh, pizza place up above left their, or blew out their pilots. So the whole, the whole building smelled like gas. And right away, you assumed it was me. So you climbed down through, there's like, there was like this, um, uh, air duct chute that he could get through from up above, climbed down through there, set off my motion alarm, and then just walked out and left the door unlocked. So I got fined from the, um, uh, Seattle Police Department for a false alarm. And on top of that, I could have gotten cleaned out because he just walked out of there leaving the, leaving the door unlocked. Right. Um, God, that's terrible. God, there's so many things that just just rubbed me the wrong way with that mm-hmm. guy. And then I, I finally called him out on it one time, and he came storming. I, I think I sent an email to his wife. See, it was a, it's a perfect storm for him. I believe his wife was a, a real estate attorney, mm-hmm. and he was some trust fund guy who had inherited these properties from his dad years ago and never really had to work for shit. How presidential of him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, so he, he was kind of in that, I don't really give a fuck about the tenants. I've got what I need, and I can get away with what I want because I got this wife who's an attorney, blah, blah, blah. So I sent him this, this really scathing email about all the shit that he had basically you know, fucked us on. And he came in red-faced one night. I think I'm pretty sure he was drinking because he smelled like, well, you know, Columbia Distillery. No, anyway, he, yeah, he smelled like booze. Mm-hmm. And he was clenching his fists, and he started popping off at Bruce. And Bruce and I were standing there, and he comes and goes, Hey, you, you guys want to tell me who sent me that email? Which one of you guys sent me the email? And, you know, tell you what, I'm trying to do something. Just babbling incoherently. And finally I said, Hey, hey, first of all, why don't you open your fists up before I close my fucking fist, and there's a real problem here. I would never come into your office and start popping off at you like this. And then Bruce mm-hmm. just fucking flew off the handle at him and told him to shut the fuck up. And he, all of a sudden, he was real quiet because here's two guys. I, I guess mm-hmm. he'd pretty much been used to being able to say whatever he wanted to his tenants. And, you know, he was this, okay. yeah. Here's two big dudes. That yeah. Like, you need to shut the fuck up. So he just kind of took a step back, and I said, why don't you sit down, Bernie, and I'll Pour you a beer and we can talk about this if you want to talk about it. If you don't want to talk about it, we can settle this however you fucking want to. Yeah. And he sat and thought for a second. He sat down. He was like, well, I, I just want to know why you'd send such an email to me. And um, I just want to settle this matter. I said, okay, well, you know, how much easier would it have been to just come in and tell me that? Yeah, have a conversation. Yeah, man. fucking hey. <clears throat> so... He was expecting you to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's, 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 he's shine your cur- shoes, Mr. Bernie, you know. <laughs> he had his liquid courage to come down and try to intimidate, and y'all didn't back down from yeah. intimidation. So then he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, so I ended up well, talking to him. That always worked before. Yeah. <laughs> well, we ended up talking for about 20 minutes, and I thought I had a kind of a decent understanding with him by the mm-hmm. end, but I mean, he just went on about doing his same old shit, you know, sure. going forward. So he came down, I think it was three days before our lease was up, and he goes, so... Uh, we were we were actually in a, like a sublease um, situation with the previous tenant. He goes, well, you know, so the master lease is going to be uh, you know null and void in three days. Did you guys want to just resign with me? I'll get you a hell of a deal and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I said, nah, that's all right. Well, why not? I mean, you guys kind of have a good thing going here. You guys are three years into it now. You might as well keep the momentum. I, said, I looked at him. I said, nah. <laughs> well, all right. Well. Just make sure the place is clean when you leave. <laughs> so we cleaned the place all right. <clears throat> um, I had this one cook. His initials were Zach Tang. 
<laughs> Shout out Zach, I love you, brother. Zach. <laughs> yeah. Just an absolute clown. D- DB4? No, no, no. no, he's no, no. Not. I know, I, I kid. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. I'm just <laughs> yeah. Sorry. sorry, Zach. I, shout yeah. out Zach. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were cleaning out the place. We were basically getting all our crap out of there and just, you know, kind of leaving a general mess. And Zach goes, um, Pete, I feel like we should do one more thing before we leave. <laughs> and I go, Do you have anything in mind? And he goes, I, I can't, I, I don't know. I can't think of anything good. And I was like, well, I'd tell you to do an upper decker in the toilets, but it's not that kind of toilet. It's the kind that, you know, the valve comes straight out of the wall. And he goes, what should we do then? And I said, you know, it'd be funny if you took a shit in the urinal. (laughs) And he looked at me and he was like, what? That's so third grade. Yeah, totally. Perfect. But that's the thing. Sophomoric, you know, that's the only way to go. Right. Silly sophomoric. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's such such a great fuck you to the next guy. Yeah. But he looked at me, and Zach kind of looked at me like, what? what? I, I don't know. Then he went back down to the kitchen to do what he was doing, but then I didn't see him for like about 20 minutes or so. And then the bathroom door opens, and he comes out with this smile on his face. Goes, Guess what I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet I know. Yeah, he fucked that urine up real nicely. God. All right. So since since today's since today's cocktail is uh, the, oh yeah you got to make it the, so, <laughs> the creator of said cocktail is actually sitting in front of us. So why don't we get the history from the creator? I didn't bring my jigger. We're using a jigger now. What'd you call me? Please. <laughs> Have you got pore spouts? No, no, I can't, I I can't work without your, poor spouts. Uh, I, no, I guess, like a dickhead. So I imagine you could probably eyeball it, right? Yeah, yeah. So You're a pro, P- more or less. I've done it once or twice P- before. P- Look at you. So P- this is, do you this wanna... is Trader Joe's tequila. <laughs> Capo Azul. Capo Azul, hundred percent, hundred percent agave. And um, so it's actually decent tequila. Just that's... it's decent tequila, and it's like fifteen dollars for a liter. <laughs> so, oh, so P- and they have Blanco. Do you want to give us a little history on Peter's penicillin, which is Peter's penis illin? Yes. Featured drink tonight. Um, okay, so w- when we opened Mangoes, we had um, Mangoes with my bar in Hawaii. We had featured in Playboy, mm-hmm. 1999. Oh. Shout out Mangoes. Year I graduated high school. Yeah. 1979. Hashtag Campus Bar. Um, <laughs> um, no, uh, oh, we'd have slow nights, and you know, just like any bartender, you start experimenting. And it, I, I had all these, you know, guys were like, "Hey, let's let's make our own cocktail." Knowing damn well every cocktail recipe has been done to death, and incl- yeah. probably including this one, who knows? But um, first time I've made it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first time I made it. <laughs> Sorry, I was doing the cannonball. Cannonball. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. so we were goofing off one night, and um, I think it was me, uh, another a buddy of mine, uh, Dave, who we used to call Monkey. Uh, me, Monkey, and my cousin Clayton were just like, oh, we're going to invent our own cocktail, blah, 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 blah. So we had all the bottles out on the bar, just, you know, let's try this, 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 and this, 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 and this. And we kind of stumbled over this combination, and it was, like I said, it's probably something that's done before, but it tasted good. And it kind of reminded me vaguely of, you know, when you were a kid and you had to take penicillin, that thick liquid? Mm, the viscous. Yeah, you know, the first... We're- we're not as old as you, so <laughs> right, why you, right. Why don't you tell the audience what it was like in the eighties? Okay, the eighties, or excuse me, well, the eighteen eighties. Well, you know when I 
when I when I contracted my first STD in 1976, I had to get penicillin, <laughs> but the children's version. No, um, the chewables. Yeah, the chewables. <laughs> oh, <well> they. <laughs> Yeah, are are this, you a Flintstone kid? It's, I am a Flintstone kid. 10,000 strong and, and growing. <laughs> Very good. I'm so proud of you guys. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they're, penis, the kids' penicillin we used to take, it kind of had like this weird citrusy, sweet taste. And it, the color it came up with, it came out to be, was kind of the same color. So I mm. think it was Monkey that was like, Penicillin, which was, ironically enough, he is also a pharmaceutical salesperson. So oh, shit. I, I guess that was an easy comparison for him. So, like, yeah, Pete's penicillin. I like the <laughs> right. I like the monkey is the pharmaceutical salesman. That's a yeah 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 yeah. It's a real professional name for really? such a I know important job, <laughs> Mister Monkey. You know, it's funny. I can't even remember how we gave him that nickname, but I I haven't called him. Dave, which is his real name. I haven't called him <laughs> you Dave. Think about like, his name for yeah. a second. Well, I know it's Dave, right? Dave. Well, I the funny thing was, we'd we'd be out in public, and I'd you know introduce him to people he didn't know, and I'm like, "This is um, uh, yeah, Dave." <laughs> and then he'd correct me and go, "No, no, 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 no. monkey." Like, oh, sorry, my bad. It's you know, monkey. yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's he's monkey now. Shout out, monkey. How are you, brother? You know, it's funny. We had a, I had a sorry. I want to interrupt because I had a story similar to that. We had a guy who his name was Matt. Matt Chavis is like C H A V I S. Oh yeah. But we we were dicks and drunk, and we just would call him Chavis because that's how it was spelled, and it was like we're like oh Chavis, Chavis. Yeah. So we just start calling him Matt Chavis, and he's like, you guys, it's Chavis, and we're like, whatever, Chavis. Whatever, Chavis. And so Chavis. we started calling him Chavis, and he was just Chavis, Chavis, Chavis. And he got to the point where he started. Somebody asked him his name. He goes, "It's Matt Chavis." And he goes, "Fuck it, no, it's Matt Chavis." And he's like, "God damn it, <laughs> he's, you dicks! You made me forget my own name." <laughs> Right. Yes. <laughs> well, he programmed him. <laughs> Monkey, Monkey actually had a pretty funny moment at Mangles uh, back in the day. His, uh, you can leave Matt's name in, by the way. He's funny. yeah. You can and, leave mon- and monkeys. You can leave Monkey in too. You can leave yeah. Zach in there too. Yeah. Um, anybody? Just anybody that's a, got a DB and a number. I guess we'll take their name out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's like I'm well aware. Yeah. All right, cool. I just wanted the customer. The so many. I just wanted. I just wanted, to I just wanted our listeners to know as well because that helps. I think. Yeah. Well, Monkey had a funny moment. He was like, I think it was his birthday or something like that. I go, Monkey, what do you want for your birthday? And he goes, uh, you know, okay, I just have one request. And I've always wanted to do this. I want to lay down on the counter underneath the beer tap and then just have you open the tap into my mouth. <laughs> no, he's in the juice. No, totally we in the juice, yeah. Weezing the juice. And I looked at him and I go, I looked at him and, you know, in the, in the genius moment, I was like, God, that's a great idea. We should totally do that. <laughs> So we did. It didn't quite work out the way we thought. I mean, yeah, like it's, it's just, just yeah. It's usually an explosion right away. Yeah, right? foam just everywhere. I mean, I've done it, so I know. Yeah, yeah. Right, there you go. Speak from experience. But it was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen because, you know, he starts choking and laughing yeah. at the same time, which, of course, made me, you know, choke and piss myself a little bit, mm-hmm. too. But It's um, like a beer bong with pressure. Yeah. You're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I, can't, I can't do it. You're like, ah, take it all in. No, I'm just kidding. That's not the first time you Wait, said that. <laughs> But yeah, so penicillin was born that day. I love it. Yeah. See how I looped all the way back around? Yeah, been totally not oh, that's good. Yeah, penicillin was that's born. That's good because that loops us around to you making it for us. All right. I'll make you a cock. <laughs> make us a drink. Tail. Mm. All right. Take we have down. the tail. Now give us the cock. Yes. During this pause, we are sipping on delicious beer from Iron Horse. You can find all of our videos on our website. And just a reminder, if you would like to get your name out there or become a sponsor... Go to our website and send us an email. I like it. 
We've got like a whole format of the oh, show nice. and everything. So it helps me typically helps me focus my ADD. Typically, right? Joey's <laughs> the one that makes the cocktail, and uh, and we ask the guest um, what they think of the drink. But this time, our guest, thank you, Peter, uh, has made us a wonderful cocktail. Uh, so, Joey, what do you think about this drink? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of yummy. It's a, it's um, that's a kind of yeah. It's yeah. It's it's a little viscous from the mango puree. Yeah. So it's a little it's a little thick, but it's cold and fruity and sweet. Um, <laughs> and it's, I tried to recreate it at home last night, but I used the wrong portions and it tasted a little different. And uh, I like your version better than the one that I attempted to make. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No. It's. Um, are we getting feedback? No. Okay. I. It's I, it's definitely it's definitely one of those ones that it, that I could see. I mean, it's a it's a shot. And so when you're doing shots. Yeah. It's an easy I, to take shot great. that I could, yeah, I could see. Totally I'm not a shot. big mango it's, fan. It's a dangerous. It's a dangerous easy take. Tends to kick my ass real hard, so I'm sure that uh, I'm going to need to stay here for Achilles yeah. for a couple hours after this. <laughs> it's but, about to. But uh, yeah, no, I thought it was delicious. Mm? Yeah. Right on. So thank you. No, oh, thank, thank you. Thank you for that that thick viscousy <laughs> shot of penis. What's well, it's, it's <laughs> man? That's the mango puree. Man. Gives you a little. Gives you a little mouth feel. Let me here. Let me let me take a sip and hold it in my mouth, and I'll yes. tell you what I think. Keep in your mouth. Roll it around. A bit. Such a child. No eye contact, though. No, only eye contact. Only eye contact. Ready, go. Only left eye. Only left eye. <laughs> <laughs> so we we've heard a bunch of stories um, of a lot of time that you've had over here um, on the continent. Okay. Uh, on the mainland, oh, yes, on the mainland. <laughs> in in Alaska, we're the lower forty eight. In Hawaii, we're the mainland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you also spent a lot of time <laughs> over in the islands. Mm-hmm. So you know what? What are some uh, some fun and interesting stories? Like um, you know some some guests that you had and the some regulars or something that you had that had some fun adventures at your bar. Some of my best stories involved one of my bartender friends over there. Uh, he and I worked together. We also worked at a couple of different venues. He was um, he was kind of an icon for a little while over there in the bar scene, and um, it, it was kind of because of his shtick. Okay, so yeah, I got to paint a picture here. He's he's like um, maybe six foot two. Bob Rosny here. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's like six foot two. Back then, he was about one hundred and thirty five pounds. So he was this you know kind of tall. Jesus. Tall, wiry, skinny guy. Six foot right? two and one hundred thirty-five pounds. Maybe I'm under-exaggerating. Who knows? But it seemed that way. He's, he's, a light breeze would blow him away. Yeah, he was—he he was gangly, and he always talked about how he—he he didn't just walk; he sauntered. You know, he kind of mm-hmm. had that shaggy from Scooby Doo walk. You know, <laughs> and he always had this look on his face, like he had the punchline, and we were all fucking waiting for it. <laughs> and he pretty much did. He was—he um, <laughs> lived up to his to yeah, his look. Totally lived up to it. And okay. his funniest trait was as gangly and as goofy as he looked. He had this huge cock, and he was no shame in his game on whipping it out on command. And at any There's time, always a friend like that. Yeah, in every and group. at any time that he thought was you know fitting, and, and as I just said, that the whole leading was weird. I'm you know talking about this guy who's 135 pounds, six two, and I said he has a huge cock. Thirty, how, 30 pounds of dick. Yeah, how would I know about this? No, anyway, but um, <clears throat> no, but he would just he at the most bizarre times. Is that why your jaw is so stretched? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. My throat's never been the same. No, um, those wrinkles aren't from laughs. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're that's from gags. Right. That's right. 
No, shout out to my boy Alex. Um, and <laughs> Alex, I am going to tell you when this is on the air because I, I want you to watch this. And, right before Christmas. Yeah, right before Christmas. And I want you to get <laughs> full appreciation and full laughs. because Also, yeah. um, Merry oh. Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and God bless all of us. Um, Each and every one. Yeah, God Even for- you, Tiny, too. More like God forgive all of us. Or maybe after um, Christmas. Yeah. I don't know when we're going to do this. <laughs> but happy, anyway, Happy yeah, New Year if it's after Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So he whipped his junk out just at different moments for uh, different reasons. Uh, just to give you an example, we used to go um, – there, there was a place called uh, Player's Sports Bar that was right down the street from where he and I worked. He worked at this place, Havana Cabana, and I had my place, Mangles. We were a block, about a block and a half apart. And we'd meet up afterwards and go drink at uh, Player's. And it was an all-female staff. They were all – I mean, just – you know, beautiful women, beautiful girls. They went there. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> for the beautiful women. There, there was a reason why the place was around for so long and did so well. Um, but um, it was a cool sports bar and great-looking staff. And he'd walk up to the well and basically just lay it there on the mat <laughs> until the girls would turn around and be like, ah, oh, my God, Alex, put that thing away. And he'd be like – and he had this full-on Chicago accent, uh, accent. So he'd be like, ladies, what do you hear? What do you see? What do you like? What do you want? And they'd all laugh and giggle and ha, 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 throw ice at it and everything. And he'd, <laughs> he'd put it away and order a drink. And that was kind of his MO was just like whipping this thing out just for a shock value. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's just an intro. Very shocking. Yeah, very shocking. Um, he and I. That's a fine how are you? That's, <laughs> that's a fine how's your father? Um, so he and Sorry I. your mother for me. Yeah, <laughs> what do you make of this? Um we used to work at a friend of ours owned a restaurant down the street from where we worked. So I, three three of us were all in the you know the same neighborhood downtown Honolulu, and she did this uh, uh, nightclub night at the place, and the two of us would go work uh, the Saturday night nightclub event that she'd do, and uh, it was a younger crowd. And Alex and I, I guess were kind of older than a lot of the kids that would come in there. So Alex was just all about you know shocking the shit out of everybody with you know cock shenanigans, but even more so. <laughs> He got into trying. Cockamanie plans. Cockamanie plans, that's right. Oh, God. <laughs> but um, his his best material was messing with, um, uh, oh, hi, Lonnie, by the way. <laughs> Lonnie was the uh, owner of the place. Shout out to her, Lonnie. Her and her mom. But uh, his whole thing was shocking the hell out of Lonnie's mom, Mai, who was, this, I mean, just uh, amazing woman, hardworking, you know, older Vietnamese lady. And she was, her reactions were so priceless every time he'd do it. I'd. I can't even remember the first time. I'll get back to that in a second. Um, <laughs> um, uh, the first time he whipped it out uh, in front of Lonnie, Lonnie was like, hey, go go show my mom. It'll be hilarious. And I look at her. I'm like, go show your mom. Are you fucking kidding me? What kind of sicko? Yeah. Well, we were all, you know, we were all half in the bag. So anything was funny at that point. Yeah. So, so Alex kind of walks over and whips it out. And Lonnie's mom looks at it, and she's got this look on her face, like "Oh my god!" And she just kind of walks away, like you know, <laughs> completely pale in the face. And and she looks at Lonnie, and she goes, "Lonnie, that's not real, is it? That can't be real. Too big." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So after that, Alex is like, "Oh, that, that was the best reaction I've gotten from anybody. So I'm going to do it." Yeah. <laughs> in any way, shape, or form that oh, I can. Old ladies are my de- oh. new demographic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. uh, just, just to let everybody know out there, this is also uh, how many years ago? This is forever ago. This yeah. is like 19... 
We're in the late, this is the late 90s. Late 90s. <laughs> 2017. Cell phones, <laughs> cell phones did not have cameras on them, so... Thank God. <laughs> but no, this, this social is, media didn't this, exist. This is an era, yeah. this is an era that, that is, is the one that we grew up in. <laughs> yeah, it was that tweener era where, you know, it wasn't quite politically... Yeah, and these are real or, stories that really happened, so shut up and quit feeling so uncomfortable. Yeah. This is just life. <laughs> Get over it. But, uh, so... <laughs> um, anyway, we were in this... Uh, in this area in downtown called, it was kind of the new Uwana corridor. New Uwana was the street that, that we were all on or slightly set back from. And they'd have this, uh, first Friday event right outside the doors of, um, of Lonnie and Mai's restaurant. So we were getting set up one day and like Budweiser was one of the big sponsors down there. So they had this, these girls going around giving away balloons. So Lonnie's mom goes to Alec and she's Alex and she's like, Alec, go get me um, some balloons for the for the bar Alex is like I'm kind of busy right now she's like just go down there take you a couple minutes just go ask the Budweiser guys for balloons I want a balloon for the bar so Alec looks at me and kind of winks walks out the door and I'm like oh god this is gonna whatever this is gonna be it's gonna be fucked up he's gonna come back with a snack he comes back and he's holding the balloons but now his shirt's untucked for some strange reason in the front I'm like oh god oh no I knew it was coming he looks directly at me and he goes here you go Mai and he hands her the thing of balloons and she grabs the thing of balloons and pulls it. And the end is tied to his cock. And it goes, whoop! <laughs> from underneath his shirt. <laughs> so, so, I, I got I to ask. This is gross, but I got to ask. Flaccid, how big was he? <laughs> Baby's arm holding an apple. That's, Jesus age. Yeah. It was it was impre- yeah, yeah. it was like, impressive I'm, I'm, nonetheless. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get this like image because I mean, is he is he it's big it enough out, to shock someone on the on the, on the it was, table? It was rot, like, like hard or no? Or he's just dropping it to flaccid on the fucking bar mat. Like, ladies, you know, can I get a drink around? What, what does it take to get a drink around here? And he just there it is, laying on the on the mat. And I'm like, oh god, my twin brother here needs a drink. Yeah, yeah. Here, just put it in my hand. <laughs> no, um. But th- so that became kind of his thing with uh, every time we had. The, the new one to block party out front, there, there was going to be some kind of a, a penis involved shenanigan with him. And, and Maya walked into it every single time. Lonnie's mom, uh, Alex, um, I need uh, wristbands for, for the <laughs> under 21 or the over 21 guys. He put a wristband on his dick. At a certain, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know. mean to jump ahead. You already story, know. At a certain yeah. point, not just you one. Know, she's doing this on purpose. She's like, I need to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I need you to go give me this. No, uh, I stole that place. Yeah. Right. No, it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was better than that, though. I mean, he, so, so she, he's like, he looks right at the, the knowing look at me like, I have to go get wristbands. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. He goes out there and he. Comes back with a handful of wristbands, starts to hand it to her, pulls the front of his shirt up, and sure enough, his junk is just wrapped up with a bunch of wristbands. So, here's your wristbands, my. I got a wristband. Yeah. Here you go. But it was, yeah, it was that constantly. And he, um, just to backtrack even further, his his cock stories were, they were kind of infamous over there. And he, he worked at one of the busiest clubs for a long time. It was called the Ocean Club over there. And it was that was like the marquee club for years. And... He and the general manager of that place, Bo, they had kind of this weird love-hate relationship where, I mean, Bo knew how amazing a bartender this guy was, but mm. just absolutely hate, hated the crap that he'd, that he'd pull. And, you know, there were stories about, you know, Alex making drinks at the well, and, you know, all these girls would come up, and they were like, you know, ladies, what can I get you? And they'd all be chirping and chirping and chirping. Blah, 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 blah. And he'd be like, fuck, I can't get it. 
drink all these ladies. So that's I think that's where the uh, cock on the bar mat started because he just lays <laughs> just stuff to out get there, attention. Like, ladies, what would you like? And they're like, ah, you know. It's his version of walking up to the bar with a low cut T shirt. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but then he do he do. I, I mean, probably walking up to the bar topless. Like it would be the more aggressive. Yeah. Standard of that being like, hey, here's my boobs. Be like, yeah. oh yeah, what do you want? Oh, like, can I get free? Here's yeah. my dick. Oh yeah, what do you want? Seriously, <laughs> yeah. yeah. the difference between men and women is like, if a woman doesn't matter, <laughs> ugly, attractive, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. she walks up, tits out. Guys are going to be like, rum and coke coming up. Yeah. Well, I mean, because you can't just flop her vagina up on the bar. Mat. No, no. Yeah, but, that's kind you know, of tits out. But then, like, well, <laughs> I mean, aside from aside from a dude with like rock hard abs, like, what'd you say? <laughs> well, uh, I'm sorry. Did you call my name? What's, you, uh, Thor. I was, I was me? watching. I was watching. Uh, I was watching. Um, Are you talking about Ragnarok last night? Oh, did you like, see the new Avengers Hems- where he wasn't? What's his name? Hemsworth. Hem- Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like you know after he gets his, he gets you know cheated and loses uh, against the Hulk. He like stands up and he's just got this fucking rock hard body and I'm just like, God damn, I would go gay for that shit right there. <laughs> you should have you seen a <laughs> it's like have you seen other than that, have you seen like, a, the only way for a dude to like do what women can do is like to pull their dick out. To but, have I a, mean a huge set of goods and I don't think that's true. Out. But like yeah. no, but that's that's my point. That's my point. Like, I think I think in our in our can most walk basic up of... to a bar or a dude and pull her tits out and be like Give me whatever mm. I want, and guys are like I think, and but like if a, if a dude walked up to a chick and whipped his dick out, she'd be like, "Get that shit out of here," and then go home and be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> "No." I saw that was a hand motion too. Bouncing on, I think that that's it's a good time for us to move to the next segment of the show, which I like to this call. I like to call. I want to get um. I want to get a graphic if we were ever to film this, and it would be like golden bubble letters and grow teachable moments, and they would go teachable moments. Teachable. Like little like yeah, yeah, yeah. little like uh, the floating letters going by, like chimes and stuff. You remember, remember like the, the more you know on the shooting star. That's a little similar to that, but like more of like a floating downward instead of an up off. And knowledge just like the, like teachable moments <laughs> is settling down on top of us. Like and right. now you know it's time to learn. Anyways, <laughs> so teachable moments. Uh, Pork chop sandwiches. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> AKA pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> A.K.A. See when you drink at 10 o'clock in the morning? Improve the <laughs> Kids, take this as a learning lesson here. Improve the industry. I improve the industry? Teachable moments, A.K.A. Improve the industry. So, okay. So if at this point... Like, come into your restaurant, if I could guess who has never been in the restaurant. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt you? You absolutely did. Oh, my apologies, <laughs> Joey. <laughs> That's never happened to me before. Oh, weird. Sorry. Please mm. continue. I need you kids to try to get along, please. Thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> She's steam coming out of my ears. Hey. Improve the industry. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Carry on, <laughs> um, carry on Joseph. <laughs> carry on, my Joseph son. Uh, so, yeah. No. So, Move past it. Improve the industry, teach a woman. So this is the point where, like, I like, I like to ask people to like try to try to be a mentor. Like, what what do you say to the next generation of oncoming bartenders? You know, where you, where you go into the bar as a customer and and you see like kind of j- things that are being slacked off these days. And then I want it's a two part question. So we mm-hmm. come out from a customer side and then come out from an industry side. So then, like, 
as a customer, what can the staff do better? And as uh, the staff, what can the customers do better? I can kind of roll the two into one, actually. Okay, mm-hmm. So a, nice. as a customer or and or it's OK. So you guys are you guys are right on the verge where old school became new, new school. Because you guys aren't that younger, much younger than me, are you? You're what, 40s? To 40s? Right now, 38. 38? Okay, yeah. so yeah, you're right in there. Five. Shut up. It's his IQ. Well, there seemed to be this transition where, um, okay, no. so bartender. Oh. <laughs> so, celebrating my 12th anniversary of my 25th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> what country are you from? No. Um, uh, Kirkland and is a lady. Bangkok. <laughs> Bangkok. Um, no, uh, what were we talking about again? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> improve the industry. Uh, improve the industry. Uh, excuse me. Teachable moments. Uh, okay, okay. So here, kids. here we Peter's go. upset that I, interrupt, that I interrupted him. Interrupted <laughs> and now he's going to so you, now he's gonna keep get you back for the next 15, 20 minutes. For the next 20 minutes <laughs> to make sure that he knows that he still had something to say. I'll show you, mister. Um, no, I'm not going to do that. Right okay, so, no, okay, so if we were to go back maybe, not even a decade. Well, okay. How about a decade mm-hmm. where, um, okay, so how long have you been bartending? Is it about 20 years now? I'm, I'm, I started at 22, I'm 38, so 16 years. 16 years. Okay, so when, when you first started, part of the whole craft was not just knowing cocktails, but actually knowing how to build rapport with a customer mm-hmm. across the bar from you, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Okay, so there's two things I think have fallen off. I don't think bartenders really learn their craft anymore. Mm. They know how to make the dozen or so drinks that are in high demand at you know, venue A, wherever they're at. Can I, can I say this? Go ahead. I, th- I think, I think, I think I kind of know a little bit of that because I'm right in the middle of it. Uh-huh. So I'm old enough to have started bartending before Google, before the smartphone. Mm-hmm. So you kind of had to learn and know all these yeah. drinks or you had a Rolodex or something where you, you, you had, had the all the drinks, but like you had, you had to like, you, it was very, 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 very important for it to be, to be in your brain. Mm-hmm. Like you, you had to have that memory recall for all these things. And we've, become a little bit lazier with yeah. the advent of, of the smartphone, which has given us the answer to every question we've ever wanted to know, right. you know, in a bar, especially, you know, someone comes in, someone's like, who played second base for the Chicago Cubs in 1942? You'd be I like, Oh, I can attention. find that out. Yeah. yeah. It's not just I something we all have attention. to rack our brains for an hour and a half. Wait, hang on. Peter's feeling left out. Peter. Yes, Peter. You raise yes, your hand. Peter. You raise your hand. That's a proper way to get attention. What can I do for you, Peter? <laughs> I too learned before the advent of smartphones. Mm-hmm. I had a quote unquote smartphone that couldn't get onto the internet. <laughs> and so I was shit out of luck to, you know, figure out drinks. Must have been a sprint and product. Oh. <laughs> I think it was, was voice stream. Oh, there you go. Hey. <laughs> but no, I had um Sick Burn. I, I had this dickhead teaching me how to bartend. Okay. And before him, um, I had a woman who was like, you know, if you want to learn how to make a drink, learn like learn the recipe, go get the ingredients, and fucking make like twenty drinks this weekend, and then you'll know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I started with the, with the Cosmo. The Cosmo last episode's drink. That was like the first cocktail you learned. <laughs> yeah, it was the Cosmo. The Cosmo. That's so, fun. You should have done the history on it. Why didn't we do that? Well, you could you could have like you could have applied all your all your years of effort. Well. The- <laughs> This is how we learn. Maybe we'll go back and have you re-record the history, then Thank plan you. it over. Well, I mean, if you go so <laughs> to get back on track, though. Thanks, if, thanks if you for go including back, me, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell me what you want to do, man. We were. 
If you go back a couple decades, though, okay, so so the uh, <laughs> so a couple things you, you mentioned Google and the smartphone and all mm-hmm. that, but even yeah. before that, there was Sorry, uh, there, yeah, there, there was, was no POS system where mm-hmm. you know it's a cash register. Yeah, you know, the cash register, and you had a memorized no shit. sale. Cha-ching! Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the servers used to have to come up to the well, and they had to know a certain order of the drinks that they mm-hmm. called, and damn near all the servers knew what was in those drinks, so. They were kind of proofing you to make sure, as you were pouring them, they're watching to make sure you're pouring the right thing because you've got them in your mind, they've got them mm-hmm. in their mind, so it's like kind of a check and balance there. Well, that was one of those things, like the, the bond between the bartender and their staff was like was so much stronger than so two, much stronger because yeah. you just had you had like an unwritten communication, right? Where like it, it was just it was a shorthand, you know, it was shorthand yeah. for it was bar shorthand, yeah. you know, that we, it was a, a language that we developed as a, as an industry. Yeah, but all those things put together, I mean, you, and on top of that, you had to have you had to take that extra minute to have rapport with the guy who was standing across mm-hmm. the, the bar from you or sitting across the bar from you because that was all part of the whole experience of being at the bar. Now it's yeah. like you've got these. One of the best, Order one taker of the, bartenders who just like oh rum and coke oh, I guess I know what that is here you go six fifty yeah take the money throw the change on the well on the rail and then walk away you know there's that classic depiction in a cocktail right where the 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 cocktail waitress comes up and there's the new bartender who doesn't mm-hmm. know his left ear from his right yeah Cuba Libre and she orders a Cuba Libre and he yeah. has to look it up in the book he has to pull why out the book why couldn't you just out. fucking say rum and coke yeah why couldn't you say rum and coke and because yeah. you need to know the job like it was yeah. you know it's her holding him <laughs> to higher standards yeah. yeah but it was all but it also gave him like it made him respect her more down the line because she made him learn something yeah and he never forgot what that drink was yeah he never know. forgot a Cuba Libre yeah. after that moment you know and so, so there's this one moment going back Oh yeah, where was I going with that? Oh okay. <laughs> no, I just teach one moment. Just going back to, I mean, if, if everybody could just take a, a a step back, even a decade, and just take the time to, it's you know, an extra thirty seconds, establish a little rapport with your customer. Right there, you've already improved your chance of making more money, mm-hmm. and you've already improved your chance of having a repeat customer, and the experience is better with both parties. Yeah. And granted, you're always going to have that one jackass who's going to come in and be, a, you know dickhead no matter what but i think just little that that little detail is a huge detail actually mm-hmm. so a teachable moment you know okay okay uh fred jr who's coming in here and has never you know slung a DB drink one. in his life he had db1 <laughs> take that time to talk to your if greet the guy smile at him look him in the eye mm-hmm. none, none of this uh, we're gonna get you uh, no zero personality thing be i mean as a customer i'm gonna come in and i want a guy to engage me yeah and as a bartender, I always want to engage the guy coming in because, hey, it's going to you know, heighten my chances for more money on the bar rail at the end of the day. What is yeah. Everybody walking in the door has already made the choice to spend money. Mm-hmm. So this, you, yeah. as the, you as the staff need to make like, the choice to accept that and like, welcome them, encourage them, you know, treat them like someone who's actually spending money. You know? is, treat them like someone money. who's making you a this dollar. This is money these people don't have to spend there. This is their choice mm-hmm. to come to your establishment and spend the money. So it's mm-hmm. like either mm-hmm. be a dickhead and never get that customer back or know, get to know your customers and get them to come back. Mm-hmm. Cause they could spend that money on bills and tons of other shit, but they're or choosing, just at a restaurant across the street. You yeah. Know? But they've chosen to come into your place. To come to you. Yeah. And for one reason or another, they're, they're sitting in front of you and they've chosen to give you money. Here's another quick teachable moment. Um, <laughs> when I, so I was, I used to run this nightclub in Hawaii called Capono's. It was one of the biggest what does that mean? live music. Capono's just, it was the name of um, one of the partners actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, um, I, I have, in, sh- in a short amount of time, I became general manager there. And one of my uncles, who 
you know, one of my, we call them Hanai uncles. They're not blood relative, but, you know, they're older yeah. and you've known them for a long time. You respect them, so they're uncle. A, a, an older mentor. Person. Yeah. So he asked me, I was like, so um, how, how do you feel uh, being a manager? This is my advice to anybody who's in any type of management position in this industry. Uh, and he goes, how do you feel being a manager? And I said, it's a lot of work. And he goes, okay, well, here's the thing. And this, this gentleman happened to be um, uh, a chief from Samoa, too. Nice. And he said, uh, well, here's the thing you got to remember, being a manager or being in charge, any, any type of position of power, the people that you have under you, they actually don't work for you. Mm-mm. You work for them. Mm-hmm. And if they see that you're making the whole work experience easier for them, where it's mutually beneficial for both of you, they will bend over backwards making mm-hmm. it work for you in return. You lead by example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole lead by example thing. Absolutely. So all you um, bar managers, general managers, owners out there. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that I've always respected the most. Yeah. The ones that come in and get in the dirt with you. You know, and they yeah. and they do what they don't do what they're necessarily good at. They do what you need to be done in the moment to make you better. Right. Yeah. And this is a prime example just to, again, to circle the wagons. One of the reasons I didn't respect uh, DB1, the original mm-hmm. one we were talking about, mm-hmm. is he walked around with his frosted tips and his pink blazer mm-hmm. and his turtle wing tips and, and his rings. turtlenecks and pinky rings. It was all about himself. So fucking high yeah. on his that, high the, horse. The restaurant was about him yeah. versus him being about the restaurant. Look at me, everybody. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. That, that, that's I think my that's, advice to you. That's honestly, I think that's what disturbed all of us on on our own level was just we were all just so frustrated by by the fact that someone that shitty had made it so high, yeah, <laughs> and had so much power. We're all yeah. just like, what? This guy would be, you know, if he was a bartender, like we wouldn't put up with him for a week. Yeah. Well, and again, to kind of circle back a little bit, this particular venue I was working for, the Caponos in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, the ownership group was a really, really interesting dynamic. There were there was three of them. The guy who the club was named after, he was this um, fairly well-known local musician there. And they had his name on the marquee for obvious reasons because it was kind of just instant brand recognition. Mm-hmm. He was this well-known you know, yeah. entertainer. His wife, um, and Bruce can attest to all this, he and I, we used to talk about how he had post-traumatic stress disorder after working for them for so many years. And... She was all about, it was her money first, everybody else secondary or, or further down the road, you know, Mm -hmm. his main thing was her first and then anything else was whatever. And I used to go to these meetings just to tell you a real quick story. Um, Tuesdays were my worst work day because I always had these meetings that were supposed to be one hour, one hour. Got there at four o'clock. I would. Walk down the promenade. We had to, you had to walk down this big promenade to where Aloha Tower was, and we were at the base of Aloha Tower. This big, beautiful outdoor venue. The sunset behind the live music stage every day. It was just, it sh- it was a fantastic venue. Mm. It could have been so much better had it not been for certain powers that be there. And I would walk up, and they knew on Tuesdays I had to go up and just get tortured in this meeting, just listening to this woman chirp off about. This, this, that, that, this, this, that, that, and basically figure out ways where she could take credit for all the good things that happened and blame everybody else for all the bad things. And so I'd walk up and Bruce would see me. He was, he was the bar manager and he'd cue everybody up. And I, I'd always have my little quick one-on-ones with all the staff. And we had, we had four, um, 
four wells outside, so there are four bartenders outside and two wells inside. And I'd walk up, and I'd see Bruce first, and I'd have a little one-on-one with him, and he'd have a cocktail waiting for me. <laughs> Go to the next bartender, <clears throat> have a little one-on-one with him, have a cocktail. Mm. Third bartender. So six times, basically, I'd have, yeah. I'd have six cocktails in less than about you know 35 minutes. <laughs> And then I would be ready to tolerate this meeting. I'd have to go sit in. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, by the time I got out of that meeting, my skin was crawling and I just wanted to take a pencil and shove it right through my left eye and, and take an oyster knife and shove it through my right eye. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was weird. She was very much about, uh, it was like a real shitty version of, you know, art of war. How can I divide and conquer and, you know, maximize my gain by making everybody else fail around me. Mm-hmm. And she, I, she must have, you know, just self-inflation to yeah, the max. Exactly, that's the worst. It's the worst, man. Because you it don't. It's the worst. It's got to be such a lonely road, <laughs> right? Well, and like everybody she, just fucking hates you all the time. Well, and she used to tell me we'd go in these meetings and would she go off on these personal tangents and she'd tell me like how she didn't have very many friends and in my mind mm-hmm. I'd be screaming, I <laughs> wonder why. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I wonder. What- <laughs> so, for the other the other side of that coin, for mm-hmm. teachable moments, what would you say to people coming <laughs> into restaurants, into um, your clubs, into your bars? So the customers like okay, so- that maybe don't have. I don't know if, if there if there's like really a, a just kind of an obnoxious thing that you don't have to attack people in general because yeah, yeah. people are always in, mostly just trying to be good yeah, and they just, just want to eat somewhere. But if there's yeah, something they can moment. do better. You know, we're, we're just educating people. Here. And you guys, I'm sure you guys have heard this word plenty of times, etiquette. Mm-hmm. And there's an etiquette on one side of the bar. There should be an etiquette even just coming into the bar. Yeah. Um, I think people have been entitled for a long time where the customer is always right. You know, I, surprise, the customer is not always that, right. That was, a, that was a phrase that was really instilled in an entire generation of people. Yeah. You know, I, guess guess what? You're, work, you're not like, always right. You know? I've told people for a long time, I say, <laughs> that may be true until you have your first drink. Like, yeah. And once you've had a drink of alcohol, I'm going to decide what's right. You're from there no longer out. right. Yeah, you, you've yeah. been compromised, and I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. Like you know, that's, that, that's, that's just what happens. And, and yeah. I, I'm now legally obligated. Yeah. To keep you safe, to keep you from getting too drunk to drive, to do exactly. a lot of things. And My so junk is on the chopping block right now. So now, yeah, now mm-hmm. I'm making the calls. Yeah, the yeah. Cu- I mean, if you're yeah. a car salesman, maybe the customer's always right. Yeah. But if you're a bartender, the customer's always right. Yeah. It's not a thing. We as bartenders, we. Here's a, a conversation I had to have working in a hotel one time was um, with other employees at the hotel that worked at the front desk. Mm-hmm. They would send customers into the bar 15 minutes after the bar closed because they were told to never tell customers no. And then I was like, hey, I'm the one serving alcohol. I get to tell them no as much as I want. Yeah. Like, don't send them here, you know, after we're closed right. or even, you know, right, you know, up to these lines or, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, there's, there's just... Um, yeah, once so once, Peter, once what, what would you have to say to people? Yeah, so I got excited there. Sorry. Just come in with a <laughs> come in with a certain amount of politeness, at least. You know, I I'm not your dancing monkey. Mm. I'm not going to shine your shoes for you. I, I will give you all the respect in the world, but guess what? I'm going to res- expect back from you. Respect. Just as much respect. <laughs> Some sort of respect. Period. Yeah. A dustpan. A dustpan. Yeah, or else you get dustpans for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> It's really not that hard. I mean, think about it. I mean, you actually have to use a lot of energy to be a prick to somebody. And what do you mm-hmm. get back? You get back 
all this negative energy. More negative energy. Yeah. So how easy it is to come in with a smile and be polite to somebody? And what do you get mm-hmm. back? Usually you get even a little bit more of a smile back because it's usually somewhat unexpected. And if mm-hmm. someone comes in, you're having a, Joey's having a bad day. Some guy comes in and smiles and says, hey, you know, um, how's your day going? You know, I really love a, um, a rum and coke. And if I could, I'd see a menu. Mm-hmm. And polite to him the whole way. Guess what? Now Joey's day has turned completely around. He's in a much better mood. Good energy going back and forth. Mm-hmm. I come in and I go, yeah, why don't you uh, go get me an IPA and um, I'll take a burger. And uh, you want to hurry up because I'm kind of in a rush. This is adding on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll get right on that Shitty for you, pal. Right yeah. Yeah. How much pubic hair do you want on that burger anyway? <laughs> Give me a chance to at least make you smile. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I got a question for you guys. Can I turn this around and play interviewee? Do it. Okay, so what is the... Thanks, Colin. Thank you, Robin. What's the shittiest thing you've done to a customer? Done to? Mm-hmm. Um, well, that one time you came into my bar. <laughs> I was off the clock. No, no, no. On, I, the clock, on the clock. On the clock. Well, I, so, I mean, I had just clocked off. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I had worked Is that, that just your disclaimer? Okay. Yeah. Joey was off the clock. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I may or may not still work at this bar. So. <laughs> <laughs> Roger. Um <laughs> I was sitting at the bar enjoying a beer and someone became, someone came in that was intoxicated and verbally abusive. And, um, they, they were with a group of people and they continued to make themselves known as all all the, all the proper security terms that I can Mm. say. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so this guy came in, he was being a dick with a group of friends. Um, the bartender told him no, cause he was already drunk. And so he's like, okay, I'll just have a soda. So he ordered a soda. So all of his friends are drinking, and then you know, he goes over and he's drinking his friends' drinks. And the uh, bartender's like, hey. <laughs> I told the story once before because Todd was on the episode. The bartender <laughs> did the story. Oh, okay. So ultimately, the, the guy just, uh, he gets he get, he he keeps drinking. So the bartender's like, hey, get the fuck out of here, man. And so he just loses his shit, and he starts cursing out the bartender, calling him all kinds of names. And I was sitting right next to him. Because I had just clocked off and I had my coat on and my headphones on. I was drinking a beer. And so, like, the first name that came out of his mouth, like, got, like, a... <laughs> I, I had the, the, the scruff of his coat. Mm-hmm. And then I grabbed his wrist and just kind of did, like, a face-down wrist up. Mm-hmm. And I walked him through two doors. Through two push, through, through two push doors. Um, <laughs> and his friend tackled me through the second one. And then we all had a, we had a, a fun scrum. little scrum. Nice. Yeah, he got on barred and... Nice. All right. It ended up well. I mean, don't. They were they were both drunk and they wanted to fight and they attacked people that knew how to fight and it wasn't a good idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's all right. We had we had a fun night, but I think that was probably like the meanest thing I've ever done to somebody was walking him face first through two doors. Yeah. Um, I wasn't on the clock. I think on the clock, like secret, like more passive you know, like, kind of thing. Passive, like yeah. fucking with somebody. That's kind of where I was going. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of figured, but I just wanted to go extreme okay. first because I I was thinking like the worst thing I've done to somebody. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, that wasn't nice. Mm-hmm. But he was being a dick too. So yeah, he walked his he he walked himself into those doors. Um, Pete, what do you got? I, I'm trying to think, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to ramble back at you like, while you stare at me. Um, I- I haven't really done anything bad to anybody. I mean, something bad happened. Well, look at you, Mother shit. Teresa. Right, right on. Right. Um, <laughs> I've <laughs> I've definitely poured poured hard <laughs> at times. Like so, working at the hotel, we had like uh, large groups. 
Okay. This is terrible. We're almost done. Uh-huh. We had large. We had. <laughs> I see if I had any messages. We had. Oh, okay. We had large groups with annoying. <laughs> with with lots of annoying. <laughs> with lots of people. Lots of like corporate people that had like a bottomless bank account that could just they could just oh, drink whatever the I hell they wanted. Some of those groups. Yeah. Yeah. There was just. It would, there was just the boss was going to pay at the end of the night and none of them cared, and so I would just. I would just start him off with doubles a lot of time, just to kind of get him out of the way. Get him shitty quickly. <laughs> oh yeah. I'd clear out the. Uh, I'd clear out. The, I'd clear out the the um, the the wheat from the chaff. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I was about yeah. to say you're, you're you're clearing the the wheat from the strong there. Yeah, yeah. yeah you just kind of get you know, thinning, you thinning pour, the herd. Just pouring them all strong, <laughs> and then then you kind of see like the first two rounds, like people start fading away, and you're like, ah. yeah, yeah. There's those guys that don't normally right, drink. First twenty are done. Yeah. Now we're getting shot. You know what you're really doing <laughs> is you're you're separating the normal people from the alcoholics. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And you're just keeping the alcoholics in the bar all night because mm-hmm. that's what's going to get your bar tab well, run up we, the highest. When we worked at the, get you the, at biggest the hotel, tip. it was easy to get those people because it's like, how far are you walking? That was a good eighty percent of the group too. Always driving here. Yeah. You're, you're not driving. Yeah. Just yeah. Stay for a well, shot. see, that's the thing. Is like if that, you pass out in the courtyard, that's just fine. Yeah, yeah. Carry to your room. Once you, once you take the car keys out of the factor, <laughs> alcoholic behavior becomes regular. <laughs> like, yeah. People just, dude, like people in their 50s would like start acting like they were at a high school party. Oh, yeah. Where there was a keg and they had to finish the keg before their parents came home. Yeah. Like it was the crazy. I remember that that hotel was the funny, like hotel drinking is the funniest, the funniest, like the corporate groups that come, they just. They don't normally drink that heavy, and then they just—it's just like it's just yeah. like a kegger from high school. Everything's going on the corporate card. I they mean, rage. I, I sold bottles of, of wine. They just, just rage because they wanted to impress people. And yeah, I was like, I knew you know. You, you, after a while, you get to know those people. You get to know the look, mm-hmm. and they come in. They're like, "Yeah, uh, let's order a bottle of wine." I'm like, "Oh, this is what you're going to want right here. Do you want a bottle of wine, or do you want a bottle of, a wine? Bottle of wine?" And it's like, here's a here's a Magnum for five hundred dollars. That's going to impress. <laughs> well, we like, have a we have a food and beverage done. minimum on our uh, at our restaurant right now. If we have a so we have like a um, we don't do reservations, but we do buyouts. <laughs> so you can do like a, a ten top or more, basically. Okay, yeah. And then there's a food and beverage minimum for that. Mm-hmm. And so then if they come in and they're just getting like a few things, they still have to meet that minimum. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, you guys, yeah, should get a bottle. We've of got, why don't you get a nice bottle of wine? I have, I have a seventy dollar mezcal I can for. recommend yeah. to you right now. Yeah, it's yeah. delicious. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, there's there were groups that I sold like four or five magnums to, and it was like the tab was well over a thousand dollars just in just in wine. Yeah. Not not to mention the food and the other shots and shit that got them to yeah. drink. Are we giving away yeah. too many secrets right now? No, there's no such thing as too many <laughs> secrets. Okay, so here's my uh, I, here's my down one of my down and dirty secrets, or mm-hmm. one of the things we used to do to fuck with people. Um, <laughs> I won't even tell you what uh, venue this originated from, but um, I remember being, being shocked and appalled when I first you know, heard about this being done, but then I, I adopted the policy very quickly. Um, so we used to have this thing called swirly straws, mm-hmm. and oh, no. these were special straws that were reserved for customers that were just <laughs> absolute pricks mm-hmm. and just you know deserved the absolute worst. And I mean, you had to really fuck up to get to get a swirly straw in your drink. And what we'd do before, you know, the shift even started, we'd go to the bathroom and we'd find, we'd have a, yeah, it's a never, it's never good when it starts. With yeah, yeah, it starts with Hold my beer. <laughs> Hold my beer. Well, we'd have a, we'd have one of those plastic solo cups and we'd look for just the, the either the nastiest toilet and or urinal and swirly. Okay. There it is. All right. And we just get a little bit of that water into the bottom of the cup. And we rubber glove on and everything because it was mm. pretty nasty. <laughs> Wipe the outside of it down. And then we'd have that cup sitting 
out of sight under the bar with about a dozen or so straws sitting in it. Mm-hmm. So you can probably imagine where this is all going, right? So you know, here comes jerk off Fred coming up to the bar being a total prick and not tipping. DB5. DB5, yeah. <laughs> Just being an ass. And um, Somebody gave me a swirly straw when I went to Hawaii. That was a swizzle and, uh, straw. <laughs> that was a swizzle straw, yeah. <laughs> That's no, we don't do that. A little different. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> our first <laughs> But um, yeah, it, 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 he really had to work for one of those. And yeah. when mm-hmm. when you when you got one or you earned one, it was kind of a special moment because everybody, all the staff would just kind of there would be like an alert message that went out to everybody, and we'd all just kind of watch mm-hmm. for that first sip on that drink that they got with the surly straw. And everybody all, just high fives. We'd all just kind of celebrate quietly and you know snicker to ourselves, and the night would go on. Mm-hmm. And I would say like on on a busy night, maybe four or five people would get a swirly straw. Yeah. And again, yeah, you really, really that's really, pushing. That's a that's a. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it's horrible. That's brutal. Yeah. yeah. If there's great. bartenders hell, that's like, you know, the key to the gate right there. Mm-hmm. But um again. But also I mean that that really um you know, nowadays we just want people to be nice to each other because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Because that's that's the best way to present it. <laughs> it's like it's the right thing to do. It's the right you guys. thing to do. Be nice. Yeah. Be nice the to each other. Of social media, but and if you're pictures, picture oh, phones, I do not recommend. I just say like yeah. ultimately, <laughs> if you're, I mean, like pe- pe- people that you're gonna get caught. <laughs> people that constantly get that. Not Remember, nice. this was back in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. No, this was. Sorry. I'm sure this is still happening in places. Oh, I'm sure it is, but oh yeah, no, it's it's we all saw the movie it's, waiting, it's, right? Oh yeah, 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 no, it's it's just it's a, it's a thing where 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 <laughs> cultures come together. Mm-hmm. The restaurants are, are are one of those areas where cultures clash hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you get you get the dining class versus the serving class, or the you know the working class, or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. You know, I mean, in in more casual restaurants nowadays, you know, we've definitely you know are closing those gaps to where everybody can pretty much go out and eat. But it used to definitely be like a certain culture that would go out and eat yeah. and a certain culture that would work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was, it was, there was a much more divisive line between like who was doing what and, and how people were treated too. you know, people were treated a lot. Sh- I mean, people are still treated pretty shitty in restaurants in general. Mm-hmm. I think it's more individual these days as far as rather than broad scale. Like, as more people have, like, a shitty experience with a guy rather than, like, that state sucks because everybody there sucks. No, no, it's just, like, there's a couple people there that kind of suck. Um, so I think that the culture is, I don't know, it's just it's just anybody can go out and eat these days, and so it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that was a shitty thing to do. But Totally. Yeah. Well... Sometimes, it was, it sometimes was, it felt so good doing though. It was a shitty thing to do, but it was also just one of those things that that, that happens because people are shitty sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and you get those, that's kind of it's kind of fun. You have never seen the movie Waiting, please. Well, yeah. watch no, if, the movie if, if you've never, it's not even about because shit like that happens. Yeah. So yeah. if you go if ahead and use, fuck with the people touching your food and drinks, yeah, yeah. Go right ahead. Yeah. If you're using the movie <laughs> Waiting as a scale for people who've never worked in the industry, sure. If you haven't worked in the service industry, then watch the movie Waiting, maybe for. <laughs> so I know. The if you have worked in the industry, you understand. You kind of want to defend it because you don't want to be known as the restaurant that does that. Right, right. But at the same time, like that shit for sure gets done, especially when you're spe- like super shitty. Like, yeah. well, shitty I mean, people have shitty things happen Pete, to them. That's the energy question, they put into the world. Anything? What was the shittiest thing I've ever done? Honestly, I, <laughs> I was racking my brain. I'm like, I know there's something shitty I've done. There are <laughs> shitty, shitty things have happened while I've been on shift. Uh-huh. 
and I have been partially responsible for that, but it's it was not an intended thing. And I think mm-hmm. what your question was was what have you specifically done? done? Because God, I'm yeah, what'd you do, Pete? Yeah. And yeah. I have I personally have never done anything, but I will tell you, I don't believe that. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. You never I'm stuck your dick in a drink. <laughs> There Which circles the wagons back to Alex. My I mean, the cock. this this counts for house parties, Peter. Little moves, but no, so. it's it's like <laughs> it's like there has never there's there have been many times where I've thought very hard about you know ripping some pubes out and throwing it into your fucking food because you're that much of an asshole mm-hmm. or stirring your drink up with my dick because you're that much of an asshole. <laughs> but I have never actually done this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like but, you're the executioner. Oh, I've wanted to be. You might be the judge and jury, but someone else. Is it's kind of fun being somebody's karma, though. Every once in a while. No, and and I've really <laughs> trust me, I've really wanted to do that, That's but true. I just have never been able to pull the trigger, so to speak. Fair enough. That's fine. There's a certain level of integrity to that. Yeah, I can I respect really that. Wanted to pull the trigger. Like, yeah, my fingers that. been on the trigger. Well, like, you're, <laughs> well, you're a much better man than I am. <laughs> <laughs> But Wait my, till you're my, 50. My point for, for all the people out <laughs> so there jaded. that are listening to this episode and, and, and have never worked in the service industry, it's just like, you know, like mm. Pete said, you know, there, there's an etiquette on, on our side of the bar. Mm-hmm. There has to be an etiquette on the other side of the bar. Like, if you, you make a habit, respect. If you make a habit of being addicted to servers, there's probably a good chance you've tasted pubes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I mean, like. As as much as I don't want to admit that that happens because I feel like it might degradate my industry, you're a dickhead and you probably deserved it at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't no, want to defend them, but like it it's still at the same time. I, and for I, the, here's the thing: for the most for the most part, most of the people that come into our venues are good people, and mm-hmm. they, yeah, they, totally. they get it. You have to work, like you yeah. said earlier. You have to work you for have it. To you have to really be really a piece of shit. Walk over them. that line, just yeah. you know. And, you have to. Yeah. I mean, like it's those guys that are making their server cry. Yeah, you know, because we've all seen it, right? You're working a shift, and like someone, someone comes back, and they're just broken because their because their their table was like, how the fuck could you do that? Whatever they say, they broke them down publicly, they humiliated them, and now the server is you know a 22 year old whoever has come to the, the bar back, and they, asked they for don't... a drink with a swirly straw. Yeah, for yeah they don't. Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've just been berated in public. They're embarrassed. You know, they feel like shit. They had a bad day the day before, and they came into this shift kind of feeling bad. Now the server just yelled at him, and now they're just like, yeah. it just hurts and it sucks. And the, you take compassion because that person's your friend. So you're like, yeah, fuck that guy. He's getting a swirly yeah. straw. Yeah, he's getting a goddamn swirly straw. Yeah. So I mean, it's definitely something you have to earn. Just yeah. so people know, and also it's funny because you're not going to get it because you didn't want cheese on your sandwich. Yeah, and, and again, it was <laughs> um, this was back once. before the POS yeah. too. So the girls would come up and they'd submit their ticket, mm-hmm. and just hand write on the thing, and I'd see SS, mm-hmm. and, I'd be, <laughs> and I'd be like, and I'm over there looking at, okay, what table is it? <laughs> and I'm trying to guess which guy it is, and I found mm-hmm. like, okay, um, Tina, which which guy's getting this? And she's like, that motherfucker with the red shirt on, he's been. Fucking. That's good bartender loyalty too, yeah, though, yeah. because I mean, you really because typically a lot of times was coming from your cocktail waitresses, mm-hmm. right? So it's mm-hmm. the girls that are getting harassed, they're getting their asses grabbed, they're getting th- these guys are they're just, just being getting dicks. fucked with, period. And you're yeah. like, fuck this guy, he's yeah. getting a swirly straw because he's a rapist, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever, you know. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. you know. That's just, <laughs> if, I, if, if I'm the bartender and I got her back, then that's probably a worst case scenario. <laughs> or he's just gross. Anyways, so, don't grab your waitress's ass. Yeah. Ever, really. That's gross. Unless she goes, uh, grab my ass, please. Then grab it. Yeah. Then and only then. 
You're the only yeah. one that actually. You're the only one. Yeah. yeah, that. Yeah. That's when Pete's waiting on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going up to the guys' tables. Hi guys. How's it going, guys? <laughs> um, as I walk away, I make sure to grab my ass. Yeah. Hard. Yeah, so you know it's funny. One of my the last uh, I want to feel it. In the, in the last five years, I worked I worked at a place on Capitol Hill. Can we cut Peter out of the episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's been our best guest. Yeah. No, Peter Tobin. Peter Tobin. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Well, I worked at a place on Capitol Hill for about five years, and some of my best customers were gay men. And they're, mm-hmm. uh, the amazing thing about the gay, gay community, they're so proud of the venues that, that they that love them they, they love them they mm-hmm. take great care it's like they go above and beyond to make sure that they are taking care of the people that serve them there they want to they spread the word they're 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 an amazing i think the gay community is amazing you create a safe as, space where it's just like yeah. people can just be who they are yeah you know and as long as they're not being dicks and grabbing the waitresses' asses. Yeah, well, no, here's like, well the, <laughs> the funny thing is, I had, I had whoever's. I mean, un, un, unwarranted ass grabbing. Warranted ass grabbing yeah. is always okay. It's fine. No, but so but some of them would. Um, it's like they were comfortable enough where they give me shit or you know, you know, play their play their games with me, and I and I was always game because it was it's funny to me. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's whatever. Yeah, it's you know? fun to be. It's fun to be open to other yeah. cultures and experience things yeah. and. So well, like, so my right, yeah, cool. so my my boss, yeah. who's actually a friend of mine as well, he, I would sometimes there are a couple of guys that I'd sit down and talk to them in between, you know, making drinks or whatever. I would talk to them and talk story, and then you know, clown around with me or whatever. And my boss would take pictures of me sitting at their tables <laughs> and message my my wife with them, like, "Look at Peter, you know, <laughs> talking to these these gay guys, you know, oh no." And she'd message him back, "Oh, that yeah, he's just working to bring me home my money." <laughs> <laughs> but again, I. That's a good wife. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. she, she's awesome. She's completely supportive that I've well been in this business so damn long. Every, every venture that I've taken on, she's amazing too. Love awesome. you, baby. Awesome. Shout out, Jenny. Shout out to Jenny. Yeah. Shout out to the wives. Yeah, to yeah, the seriously. wives that put up with us. What's doing up, this wives? Yeah. Yo, wives. Wife, 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 wife. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, here's the thing: that the 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 rest of the world should take a big, huge piece of what the gay community does as far as, you know, taking care of what they feel is theirs or they have like an ownership too. I mean, mm-hmm. be proud of where you go, where you dine and who you patronize, uh, patronize, <laughs> who patronize. You, where you patronize, patronize? with. Yeah. Where you, patronize. no, no, it's neither, it's neither one <laughs> where you, you provide your patronage. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But I mean, so many <laughs> people are, please be careful who you patronize. Yeah. Don't, don't you patronize Down me. Down with the patron. Yeah. <laughs> Patronize is how you talk to a small, dull child. No, but um, but yeah, <laughs> take, take a piece out of that book though, where you're, you're, you know, have some pride where you go and and, and treat your treat the people who you know take care of that place for you well. You know, yeah, for sure. So anyway, okay, enough messages. That's our teachable moment. Yeah. I like it. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's. I feel like a lot of the times it comes back to just treating people like human beings. Bingo. You know, yeah. that, that's that's the golden <laughs> I mean, rule thing. The ultimate. The ultimate uh, uh, unifier or common commonality between all of most of our uh, our teachable moments, I find, is 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 really just yeah. Well, one having patience and, and two just treating people like people. You know, well, it's, it's ba- the true. most yeah. basic golden rule stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, treat just, people how you want to be treated. To just just yeah. take a break from yourself for a second. Isn't that a line from the Bible? Yeah, do unto others as you would yeah, have I mean, done to you. Close. Yeah. 
But where's that? Hey, you know, it's funny because we're, we're a bunch of bartenders and you know restaurant folk here. And what's that one rule we're supposed to have? No politics, no religion. Mm-hmm. And I think we spent way more than fifty percent of our discussion on politics and, reli- and religion. Well, see, that's fine. But it's it's uh, the re- <laughs> I say this, Pete. The reason we have that rule is because you get strangers. Yeah. And you, you don't you don't want to just it's the cause. You, you, you don't want to disagreements. You don't want to meet someone and bond over those two things. Yeah. Because those two things are so divisive. Yeah. You know, you want to meet and bond over commonalities of, 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 you know, friendship and work and, you know, family and that kind of stuff. And then later on, you know, you can talk about how society should work and your views of it. Well, and, and histor- but, well historically, the two biggest causes of argument or disagreement have mm-hmm. been politics, politics and religion. religion. Yeah, so. those are the two things people will go to war over. Yeah. Everything else we can get along over. Yeah. But also, they're not like they, they're they're not imperative to everyday life. Those are those are True. luxury thoughts. Both of them. Mm-hmm. It's it's not life or death. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and so what, let's focus on those life or death things first. Make sure that we can all get through our day, and then we can you know casually talk about our beliefs and have a good time about it. You know, and challenge each other over our differences based on what part of the world we grew up in. True. You know, because we all have our own truths, but that doesn't make any of it true. Bingo. It's just what we were taught. You know, and so, you know, the the truth comes when we put all that together and find some sort of commonality, commonality. through all of that, Bingo. Um, which is our humanity, you know, and just the fact that we're all here and we're all living this life together. So moving on, <laughs> that gets us to last call and you still have a little whiskey left in your glass, mm-hmm. which is great because we do a shot at the end. Oh, right on. Um, so that last call, it's... um. We share our stories, you know, and, and uh, it's uh, we take a shot, and now it's your shot to promote yourself. So you talk about, uh, you know, you've you've got some restaurants. So people want to, people want to find you. People want to eat at your place. You were just showing me your beautiful restaurant down down in Oahu. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how could how if when when I go there, what's it called? How can I find it? Okay, so <laughs> just to self promote, I guess uh, anybody on Oahu, um, we've got a place called Study Hall. And it is the official, unofficial bar of the University of Hawaii. We're about a, a block off the campus. Um, Soon to be featured in Playboy. Yeah. If they ever start doing that again, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, right next door, we're going to be opening a little burger joint uh, called, oh, called Betty's Burgers. Time out. Last call. Oh, last call. Oh, yeah. We said last call. We did this. Sh- we cheers, sh- cheers. talked about the shot. Yeah. Now we actually have to take it. For the bartender. Okay. Hmm. Back to you, sir. Um, yeah, so Study Hall, that's kind of our home base. Uh, it's it's a great open-air bar, got a huge patio, um, <laughs> uh, live music, uh, college night on Thursday nights, um, great-looking staff, fun people. Delightful. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. Subtle. Next door, we'll have um, – oh, so the place we're about to open right next Study door hall? is called uh, Betty's Burgers. And we're going to be doing a combination ground prime rib, ground chuck mm. uh, burger patty. And it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to, I've got great plans for clogging my arteries every, <laughs> every time I go back home and having burgers there. But we're, we're hoping to open that place um, uh, end of November, if not maybe a week sooner. Nice. So this yeah. is going to come out in December, so it'll be open oh, perfect. at that point. All right. Uh, so come, you know, if you're, next time you're in Oahu, or if you're in Oahu at this moment, mm-hmm. head the hell head on to down to yeah. Betty's Burgers. And as far okay, so as far as finding me um, here locally in the Seattle area, greater Seattle area, I work at uh, Ohana's 
um, sushi bar and grill over in Issaquah. Mm-hmm. I think most people are familiar with the Belltown location. Well, they actually yeah. have a they actually have a second location in Issaquah. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, one other little side gig that I do, and this is probably going to be after the fact, but uh, November twenty third, I've got an event coming in. We do events maybe once every couple of months where I bring in uh, um, uh, entertainment actually from Hawaii, and we've got um, uh, we've got uh, a multiple award winning singer songwriter uh, named Mailani uh, coming into play November twenty third, and she, with her is a a world-renowned kumu hula or hula instructor who basically has hula schools all around the world. Uh, she'll be bringing some of her girls. They're going to be doing music and hula at Ohana uh, Saturday, November 23rd. That's awesome. Super cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That'll be great. Alright. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. My child. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thank you so much, Pete, for coming on to the show. I mean, we used to work with you, and we love you dearly. You're a very close friend of ours, and so we were super thrilled that you were able to come on. And I'm, thank you I'm so totally much. stoked that you guys even thought of me and invited me. This oh. was a lot of fun. Thanks for sharing your stories. Yeah. This has been a really fun. This I hope I can do it again with you guys. This is, I okay. mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Love to have you back. Come back. We'll yeah. do more stories. And drink yeah, we'll, more, just, drink we'll have to just think of funnier stuff to talk about <laughs> just tangent on, if that's even possible after today. I'm pretty, you know? yeah. But yeah, it, yeah. Um, we set a high standard. Yeah. Yeah. But again, do you have any um, Instagrams, Facebooks, anything like that you want to plug? Um, I saw my restaurant was called Pauhana Seattle. Uh, the restaurant is no longer that, the one that I had here in, in Seattle. It's no longer there, but I use it to promote um, the entertainment stuff that I do here. Uh, so okay. Pauhana Seattle, P-A-U-H-A-N-A, Seattle. After work? Uh, yeah, which actually literally means after work. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Yeah. it's good. Um, but I also promote um, study hall on. I don't speak well. Hawaiian. I actually researched that back when you guys named your restaurant. Right, I was right. like, what does that mean? Literal translation means done with work or finished with work, nice. and it's become kind of synonymous with like, oh, Pahana hour is like happy hour. Mm-hmm. Or anything nice. that has yeah. nothing to do with work. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All right. Nice. Well, I think that wraps up one more life in the well. Um, thanks, first of all, to all of you guys for listening. Oh, all millions of you. I know you're out there. <laughs> a thousand attendants and millions watching the neighborhood view around the world. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Pete, for coming on. Thank uh, you, guys. Hey, mahalos, stories. mahalos. A thousand mahalos to all you guys. I love it. Right on. I love it. Um, thanks to the giant Peter. <laughs> Peter the giant. <laughs> Kelly the den mother. Thanks, Kelly. I love you guys. Um, uh, special shout out to Colin, the Uber driver. Shout out to Colin for <laughs> calling in with some food. food for us today. That's pretty dope. Right I'm happy to. We definitely need some food at this point. I think alcohol <laughs> is taking over. Yeah. Um, hey, once again, shout out to the wives. Yeah. For putting up with us in this industry, wives. and letting us do what we do. <laughs> All of our wives. Love you, Jenny. <laughs> Love you, Brooke. Oh, hi to Love my hi to my hi to my daughter Gracie. Love you, baby. Kelly, I'll says, be picking you up from school pretty Love soon. <laughs> With a full belly of food. Don't worry, Gracie. Booze, yeah. He'll be good. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Until next time. Cheers, y'all. I can't wait to. Can I just um, finish this up by saying I can't wait to hear this thing after you've censored all the good stuff. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. No. <laughs> There'd be a couple think, beeps, but we yeah, should there's, a, there's a few names I'll probably have to talk to you guys afterwards to censor. DB1, DB2. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. We only got to what DB five, and I what said. I think yeah. they set the over under at sixteen. I think we, I think we got pretty good at just leaving names out at seven. Yeah, so, yeah. Right. yeah. So it's not entirely your fault. We just got good at <laughs> leaving the names. out. <laughs> all right, Alex, and Monty, love you guys. <laughs> Lonnie, <laughs> bye, bye, guys. I think that's probably it. Um, and I'd like I love to you. Thank be good the to Academy <laughs> for this award. Stop talking. <laughs> Be good to each other. Love each other. Be happy. Live your life. Don't be a dick. Oh, one Bye. more thing. Pull my finger. Oh, hey, wait. One last thing. One last thing. Most important of all, don't drink and drive, dickheads. <laughs> oh God, I guess always drink responsibly. Always get a. Always have a designated driver. Always have an Uber driver. Always find some way to get home rather than driving with alcohol in your body because it will cost you more than you ever could imagine. True story. Bye. Thanks for listening to Life from the Well, full of service industry stories and cocktail history. If you like our show and want to know more, check out lifefromthewell.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Join us next time for another new cocktail and guest.